0: Hallelujah. Amen. All right. You can imagine what Joshua's wife goes through with money, right? Every dollar must go somewhere. Where is he going, right? Budget, everything. But it's wonderful. FPU actually helps. It's helped a lot of people. I think there should be a time for testimony at some point in the future. Uh, being able to get rid of debt, being able to get their finances under control, being able to save, being able to know what to do—all uh, these things are very necessary to have a wholesome life. Amen. Uh, so, if you're still, you know, on the fence, I think this is something you can really be part of. Amen. When Minister Yvette was talking, I thought, you know what? I think every Christian many Christians are actually actors. You know the the you know, hypocrite is a word, it means actors. You know, hypocrites, And there are so many, there are so many in church. All right? So a lot of people can actually be part of this and do very, very, very well. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. Amen. Are you being blessed? Amen. How many people are glad that you came this morning, that you were here? Wow, I'm glad I am here, and it's been a powerful, powerful service. Uh, The presence of God is just so real and so powerful. If you're here watching online, I'm sure you can sense it's a little more than what you're getting where you are, Uh, right? It's very, very hard to, to bottle what is in here, put it in a bottle and just have it. No, but you have to be here. So I want you to, you know, if you're in New Jersey, you watch us online. Please make sure you, you come, all right? Find some time to be part of us in person. And the Lord bless you as you do so in Jesus' name. Before I go into the Word, I want to just make a few important announcements. This Saturday will be amazing in Agape House of Worship. Uh, this Saturday is what we call our Tongue of Fire Prayer Conference. Amen. Uh, We are going to be having an all-day prayer, all right? All right, so if you're wondering how it's going to happen, show up and you will see. From 9 a.m. to 6 p.m., we're going to be here just uh, praying. We're going to pray. We're going to do a little teaching. We're going to worship. We're just going to be basking in God's presence. I can just imagine how powerful this will be. So I want to challenge you. I want to encourage you. Uh, Clear up your Saturday and just, uh, just see, you know, what God can do when you offer him your time to pray. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. Also, everybody in Agape House of Worship should be registering for something. All right? You're either registering for School of Discipleship or you're registering for Church in the Community. At the end of this month, actually by next week, Uh, you know, School of Discipleship registration will close. Uh, So if you want to be part of School of Discipleship, uh, which is a one-week Bible course, all right, I want you to register quickly. Uh, That should be starting in two weeks. One year, sorry. It's a one-year Bible course. All right, sorry about It's a one-year Bible course. You should register now uh, and uh, be there. If you're not doing that, then you should be part of our church in the community which is small group all right and that you also can register so the small group you can simply go on alfc.org uh, slash ctc that is in there for school of discipleship you are, you actually have to go to agape uh, sml all right dot org those information are there and the Lord bless you as you do so in Jesus' name. All right, the last thing I just want to talk about is, um, you know, studies have shown that many people will go to church if somebody will invite them. And uh, as much as I am excited that many people find out about Agape House of Worship online, uh, there's so many people who, you know, on social media. Uh, the most powerful way is still word of mouth. I know just tell someone about what you experience. In fact, that is what it means to be a witness. I have experienced it. How many of us have experienced God here since you've been coming? You know, you've experienced it, right? Many of you have been touched. You've been set free. You've been healed during the service. I mean, you've experienced God lift you up from def- depression. You've experienced God's presence just, you know, just, just, just touch you in powerful ways. Uh, that's something to share. And we all know one or two, three, four people who really would love to experience what we're experiencing. Sometimes we just don't share it, all right? As long as there's an empty chair around you, there's room for one more. Hallelujah. And let's do that, especially this beginning of New Year. This is a good time to at least invite someone to church. Next week, let's make it happen. And the Lord bless you in Jesus' name. So, Father, we thank you because your word is quick. Your word is powerful. We sang that song that when you speak, you move us to tears. When you speak, you move all our fears. So, we ask you to speak to us. Speak to our hearts. Plant your word in our hearts. Let your word change us, move us, transform us. Take us closer to where you want us to be. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen, amen. So I'm going to begin a message series. Uh, uh, It's going to be a message series with mini-series inside of it. Mini-series inside of it. The big message is, for God's sake, or for your own sake, sorry. For your own sake, grow up. All right? All right? I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, for your own sake. Please grow up. If they did not respond very well, turn to the next person and say, and say, for your own sake. Please grow up, (laughs) amen, hallelujah, amen. So we're going to begin part one today. Part one today simply says, putting away childishness. And I took it from 1 Corinthians chapter 13, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, which is literally the, the words of Apostle Paul describing somewhat his own journey of maturity. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11. It says, When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. See, one of the signs of growth is the fact that you have put away childish things all right there are a lot of great things about children a lot of wonderful things we all love children they just they bring the best of us that's why the the most hated criminals are people who hurt children right children are the most adorable they are just wonderful they are just there's certain purity about them you know they are unfiltered, right? They say what comes out of their mouth, uh, you know, just like that. You know, they are, you know, they are curious. You know, they ask, you know, some questions that are just like intriguing, right? Uh, some questions that otherwise will look stupid, right? But when it comes out of a child, we are like, wow. We're just blown away by those questions they ask. Children are are wonderful, you know, but we don't expect them to be like that for a very long time, right? We don't expect. So Paul says, says, yeah, look, yeah, I was a child at some point. I spoke as a child. I even understood as a child. We know a child by their level of understanding. I understood as a child. We know a child by how they think, how they reason, right? They, I reasoned as a child. And he said, but when I became a man, one of the things I had to do was to put away childish things. Praise the name of Jesus. You know, I started by saying, you know, kids, they bring a lot of, you know, there's so many wonderful things about being a child. You know, and it's true even in the, in, in the, in the, in the family of God. You know, uh, I believe uh, in Luke 15, 7, Jesus said, There is joy in heaven over every sinner that repents, right? Over everyone that comes to Christ. Because when someone comes to Christ, that's a child being born into the family of God, right? Uh, Jesus described that as being born again you know you are born you are a baby you are a child so just like we rejoice you know when a child is born it, the same thing happens in the kingdom even in heaven when someone comes to Christ when someone accepts Jesus as their personal lord and savior the bible says there is rejoicing because that's a that's a new baby born into the kingdom of God that's a new soul that's a that's a spiritual child that comes Into the kingdom. But you know, I believe the same way there is agony in heaven over every child that refuses to grow up. All right? And we can see that in the pages of the scripture over and over again where there's so much agony in the heart of the Father about people who come into the kingdom. But after many years, you know, refuse to grow up. They still act like children. They refuse to to put away childish things. And that's what we're going to be dealing with. We're going to deal with this object. I mean, this subject, mini subject of putting away childish things uh, today and next week by God's grace. Hallelujah. Now, one of those passages where, you know, the scripture really, Describes the, the pain of just not growing up. It's found in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, we're going to read a few verses there, but we're going to start from verse 1. Let's start from verse 1. So, Paul is writing here to the Corinthians church, and he said, Brothers and sisters, I could not address you as people who live by the Spirit but as people who are still worldly. Now, these are believers. These are Christians. These are people supposedly who have been believers for a while. And he said, I could not address you as people who live by the Spirit, but as people who are still worldly. And he described that as mere infants in Christ. He said, I mean, I have to address you as infants in Christ, as people who have refuse to grow up you know i should be addressing you as adult in christ but i can't i have to deal with you as infant in christ verse 2 he says i gave you milk not solid food for you were not yet ready for it now this is this is this is something this is a serious problem because of course when we when we start as spiritual children, just as in the physical, you know, we have to give a child milk first, right? You know, the first four, six months, you know, whatever months you you give them milk. But the essence of that is you gradually begin to win them from win them from milk, right? You begin to graduate into more solid food so that the child can develop. They can have more nutrients more things that they need to be able to develop and be fully grown adult with, with functionalities in every aspect of their life. But he said, in your case, it's so sad that even now I'm giving you milk, um, you know, because you are not ready for, for solid food. Somehow your digestive system is not able to handle solid food. All right? And that's a serious problem. And he said, indeed... You are still not ready. I mean, so I've been doing this now. I've been giving you milk. I'm supposed to have graduated you, but you are still not ready. And he went on into verse 3. It says, you are still worldly. And that's the product. Of that The result of this is you are still worldly. For since there is jealousy and quarreling among you, are you not worldly? Are you not acting like humans or mere men? When you're, if, you're, if you're reading some of versions, you will say mere men. Uh, you know, he went on to talk about some of the details, how, you know, they were taking camps. Somebody was saying that. Some people are saying, I'm for Paul. We are for Apollo. We are for this. And they, you know, they really, really went into, you know, sectorialism. Hallelujah. And that's a serious, serious problem. So this is Paul really lamenting about a group of people who would who just refuse to grow up. The writer of Hebrews cannot really address the same thing. At least give us a little clarification about what it means to live on milk. All right? We're going to read Hebrews chapter 5. Hebrews 5. And verse 13 and 14. If you can open to that. Hebrews 5 verse 13 and 14 kind of really gave us another perspective. Uh, This one says, anyone who lives on milk being still an infant. Did you see the difference? Did you see the similarity? Is not acquainted or familiar with the teaching about righteousness. So they're not, they're not familiar. They are not able to undo serious teachings. Teachings that impose, you know, a change, a, a, a demand to live righteously. They are not able to undo that. But, but solid food, you see that, is for the mature, all right? Because that's, that's what you get, is for the mature who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. You know, so it's it's telling us what it means to just remain spiritual babies. There's another verse I'd like to read, uh, Ephesians chapter 4, just to to give us background to what I'm going to be talking about. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 14. This is Verse 14 says, then we will no longer be infants. You see, the word "infant" being thrown around quite a bit, right? Because it's, it's a big concern. I mean, there are so many passages, if you go on and on, that really address this issue because this is really very important to God. And he said, we will no longer be infants. This is talking about, you know, if we allow, you know, spiritual leaders to do their job, to train us, to teach us, to really grow us, then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves, by the waves, and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. So all these point to the fact that our childishness is really a source of frustration so God and that's why for your own sake you must grow up you know your our childishness our spiritual childishness being infant you know is a, a serious source of frustration with God why because without our growth is it God's purpose for us is not fulfilled? I mean, a child's full potential doesn't come out unless they grow. I mean, the reason why we're excited about a child is we're excited about the potential of the child. I mean, you look at a baby, you just you begin to wonder how they are going to look be when they grow up, right? You know, you can just imagine so many things about their life. A child is pure, and full of potential. You know, full of, you know, there's a future. All right? I mean, and you, you are so excited as a parent or aunties, uncles, nephews, that, you know, the, or nieces, cousins, that you get to be part of that future. All right? And that's, that's the excitement. But that excitement obviously turns to frustration if, Something goes wrong along the way and the child is not growing, you know, the way they're supposed to. So, without growth, the full potential doesn't come out. God's plan and purposes for our lives, they are frustrated, you know, due to lack of spiritual growth. And that's why we must really take this seriously. And today we're going to examine some of the... Element of spiritual childishness. Because if we are going to grow up, we must know what childishness is. So we know what we need to get rid of. Praise the name of Jesus. Now, one thing about growth, especially in the spirit, is it is, it is optional. All right? You know, growing old is automatic. You do nothing. You just, you just it's a function of time. Well, growing up is different, right? There's a big difference between growing up and growing old, all right? So it's optional. You're going to have to really choose that I don't want to remain a spiritual infant for the rest of my life. I don't want to be someone that my life brings frustration to God because he sees the potential. He sees what I'm capable of. But because I refuse to grow from being a baby to a son, I refuse to grow into sonship. And therefore, he's not able to trust me, you know, with, you know, everything that he has planned for me, my inheritance. He's not able to release it because I still remain spiritual baby. Hallelujah. So we're going to delve into an aspect today, which is from 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 1, I mean chapter 3 rather, we read. It, be, it tells us some of the characteristics of childishness, and it, and it started that in verse 3, Say so you are still worldly, there's jealousy and quarreling among you. Are you not worldly? So there we begin to see, you know, some of the key elements of spiritual childishness. The number one thing he talks about here is quarreling. Quarreling. It's quarreling. Spiritual infant. Anytime you put a lot of spiritual infants together or if there's so many infants somewhere, you're going to see a lot of quarreling. You're going to see a lot of quarreling, a lot of fights. In fact, James addresses this in James chapter 4. In verse 1, James chapter 4, verse 1. He says, what causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? You desire But you do not have. So you kill. You covet. But you cannot get what you want. So you quarrel and fight. And he said you do not have because you do not ask God. When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. But he's saying here this. Your problem is you are so self-centered. You are so self-centered. You can't even trust God. All right, and you have a lot of desires. First of all, many of those desires are not even aligned with God; they are for fulfillment of self. Uh, So, so those desires they they cause battle within you, right? And so you you also covet, covetousness. You covet, and you know, but you cannot get what you want. So you, ret- ret- you, know, you resort to quarrel. I mean, so that's what, you know, kind of confirming what Apostle Paul tells us. One of the key elements of immaturity is quarreling. When you see spiritual babies, they quarrel. You know, they are drawn to strife. I mean, they look for reasons to be angry. You know, just like in the natural, like babies throw tantrums. You know, they just they just angry, they're just ah they're, what are, oh he's breathing my air. <laughs> that's what babies do, right? <laughs> yeah, Sandra is breathing my hair, the hair air belongs to me. Yeah, that's what babies do, and that's what spiritual babies do. They fight over inconsequential things, you know. One of the ways you will know you are still a spiritual baby is you are always fighting. You are always having beef with someone. Now you have reason. You, have, you you will claim you have reasons. You will claim you have reasons. Oh, this person didn't do this to me. This person didn't greet me well. Oh, this person says something. Oh, this I saw two people talking and I suspect they are talking about me. You know, I was Passover. I was supposed to be this person. You know, all those things, they are proof of spiritual immaturity. That's what Paul is saying here. He went on to say, some of you say, oh, I'm for Apollos. Some of you say, I'm for Paul. Some of you say, we are for Christ. Those things should not cause quarreling. They should not. If you are always, there's some of us, I mean, few months cannot go by without you complaining about somebody. And it's quarrel. It's something. You find something. What what is the cause of that? Something inside of you ain't right. It's about what is going on inside of you. You see, one of the signs of spiritual maturity is internal contentment. All right? You're so just... Happy with yourself. Happy with what God is doing. You're so content with God. He satisfies you so much. You know, you get your satisfaction from inward, internally. You just have this peace and joy and just this assurance that he's pleased with me. That he loves me. That he cares for me. That is working out things for my good. You know that all of a sudden, it is so irrelevant what is going on around you. You see, but when there is trouble inside, war inside, of course, you're going to look for war everywhere. Even if there is no fight, you're going to cause a fight. (laughs) You're going to cause a fight. So that's what Paul is saying that there is so much quarreling. Among you. And he went on to say, jealousy is also there. You know, jealousy is to feel threatened. Insecure. You know, you want to be protective of something that you think you already have. Insecurity is a big sign of spiritual immaturity. You know, you're, you're insecure. You're just... When you're insecure, you find a beef with somebody. You know, somebody walk this way, you say, you know, this is what they." Somebody just says, you, they accidentally pass you by, you turn every little thing into a big thing. And that's, the, that's, that's immature people. Every little thing is turned to, oh, they forgot to call my name. During, uh, when they were calling out everybody that is supposed to come and get certificates, then it's a big thing. I mean, people, it's amazing what people find. It's a big thing. Then we have to come and beg. We have to say we are sorry. I mean, but that's your immaturity. I mean, just, just move on. Get your certificate later. There, there should be more to your life. We are forced to deal with all these things because so many people in, are in church are immature. We can't even deal with serious things. We spend all our energy catering to spiritual babies. Now, we should always have spiritual babies, which is good. We'll cater to them if you are, if you are truly a baby. It becomes a problem if after a while you still choose to be a baby. And we've been catering to you for two years, three years, four years, five years, ten years, you are still like that. You are still always angry. You are still finding reasons to be this. You know, nobody, I've not been in church for two months. Nobody call me, then it's a fight. You forget that people have life too. People have issues too. People can forget. How about you pick up a phone and call somebody? When last did you call someone? When last did you call someone that you haven't seen in church? But now it's about you. So that is what he's saying here. There is a lot of internal issues, and that's how you recognize spiritual childishness. We must deal with it. If we are going to grow up, we have to deal with it. We have to know what to grow away from. If that is still always part of your life, it is a serious problem. And see, nobody's going, there's no amount of catering to you that is going to help that. And if after a while, people are just going to say, we are done. And I know when I'm done. I mean, my wife will tell you, I know when I'm done with some people. I just, I'm done. I mean, (laughs) I tell my wife, I'm not going to allow anyone to blackmail me spiritually. People after a while, some people do that. I mean, you 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 keep always having the, no break. You keep always having to, after a while, you say, you know what? That's fine. So you have to. I mean, when you're a baby in Christ, yes, we should all, you know, cater to baby. We should all understand that people grow gradually. But after a while, you must grow up. Hallelujah. Can you turn to your neighbor and tell them, for your own sake, grow up. Hallelujah. We we need to grow up. This year, we must grow up. Right? This year, we are going to to get rid of all this nonsense, right? All this, you know, catering, quarreling, someone is not this, someone is that. No, 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 no. We don't need that among people who are mature. You are being fed with the word. You are being taught, right? People will try to blow every single thing out of proportion. You need to grow out of that. So he said they are drawn to strive, jealousy. All right? Spiritual children don't know how to handle offense. You know, one of the signs of maturity is really knowing how to handle offense. If you don't know how to handle offense, it's because you have not grown up. All right? Knowing how to handle offense. The Bible is clear that there will always be offense. I mean, people are human. People you deal with, they are human. Your wife is a human being. Your husband is a human being. Your friends are a human beings. Your ministry leaders, your pastor is human. Everybody is human. So, because of that, there will always be a reason for someone to do something that you don't like. So Matthew 18 gives us a very good blueprint. If your brother or sister sins or sins or does anything against you really go and point out their fault just between the two of you. That's what he says. I mean if you feel like somebody has done something you know they didn't greet you or they have not done something right or they did something he said Go meet them. That is how adults do, right? Spiritual adults, if it is bad enough, they feel it's a concern. What do they do? You point it to that person, you know, just between the two of you. Not that you announce to the old world. Spiritual babies don't do that. They announce to the old world, hoping that that person will hear And the person will hear somehow and come to them. That's not how adults deal with issues. All right? He said, point to the effort just between the two of you. If they listen to you, then you have won them over. Right? Because you have handled it as an adult. If they will not listen, an adult won't even give up. He said, take one or two others along. You know, find two people to really just say, you know what? I want you to help us to understand each other. It looks like we're not communicating right. Help us. So that every matter may be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. If they will still refuse to listen. Wow. He says, still don't give up. It's not easy being an adult. It's not easy being a spiritual adult, right? And he said, at that point, you tell it to the church. He's saying here, tell it to the leaders of the church. right? Tell it to the leaders of the church. It's not every matter that leaders must resolve. You know, leaders resolve everything when everybody's a spiritual baby. Every little thing is, pastor must resolve it. You know, no, I don't want to resolve every issue. I want you to be adult. I want to spend my time preparing this message. <laughs> I'm praying, I'm preparing, I'm bringing you a good word, right? If I'm settling, the, the person didn't greet me in the lobby. That's a serious problem. That's a lot of energy that's going to go into that. So a lot of these things should be resolved between brothers, you know, between friends, we are, you know, that we hang out together. Then at some point, he said, if, he, if he's getting bigger and bigger, then you then involve the church. Hallelujah. Now, if they refuse to listen to the church, ah, then you know they are lost. <laughs> yeah, then you know they are lost. Now, what he's saying is, from your own standpoint, you have acted as a spiritual adult. Hallelujah. Spiritual babies don't do that. They look for someone that will, in fact, they will look for someone that will, that will side with them. They go to the first person, they say, oh, no, I don't think, uh, you know, so, 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 and so saw so it that way. I think, uh, they say, no, this one is not, they go to the next person. <laughs> they complain, they complain, they say, oh, no, it's not like that. They say, no, they go to the next one. Until they get to the fifth person that say, yeah, he did it to me too the last time. They say, now we are talking. I found uh, my match. They say, you are my real friend. You know, we connect. Babies connect. Babies connect. (laughs) Hallelujah. You just found another baby. That is going to enable you, tell you about all these things. And instead of getting... The sad thing is, they are not going to help you. Many of these methods don't help you. They don't give you peace. They don't help you to get to a place you need to be. They don't get you to a place of forgiveness. They don't get you to a place where you have a clean heart, clear conscience before God, because that's what you need. They don't get you to that place. They just lock you into a place of whining, complaining, and you are, you are so clouded, all you begin to see is bad things until the pure things are pure. You can't see p- pure things anymore. Everything now becomes motive. People are talking. I mean, the enemy has all those things to lock you into that. You need to snap out of that. If that's your pattern, if that's your way of life, you need to do what? Snap out of it. Hallelujah. We must put away childishness. That's what Paul says. When I became a man, I put away childishness. We must put away spiritual childishness. Because it's not going to help you to get to where God wants you to be. Hallelujah. Spiritual children also hate correction. Hate correction. They hate, they don't love discipline. And they are the most difficult people to lead. They don't like to be corrected. They don't like anyone. A leader can tell them they've done something wrong. They can't wrong, just like when you correct, you know, when you correct a child. Even for their own sake. They are playing with a dirty toy that is you know is not bad for them. You take the toy from them. They roll on the floor, they cry. I want my toy. They roll on the floor, they throw everything. That's what they do. They don't like correction. The Bible says whoever loves discipline loves knowledge. Whoever hates correction is stupid. That's actually stupid in the Bible. All right? You know, that means it's childish. That's the meaning of that. Whoever hates correction is childish. Child, you know, spiritual children don't like to be corrected. They, they hate it. So therefore they fight. They, 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 they told Trump, we need, to, we need to really get rid of all this. And God will help us in Jesus' name. This is, why, this is our year of sonship manifestation. We are growing up and we are growing out of all this childishness. Hallelujah. So Apostle Paul said it. He said, you are still worldly. There's jealousy. There's quarreling among you. Are you not worldly? Are you not acting like babies? We have to stop acting like babies. Now, I'm going to talk about the other part that he mentioned here, which what led to this. The the reason why people become spiritual babies is because they don't want to handle, they don't want solid food of the word of God. Right? They don't want it. Babies live on milk, just milk. And they don't want to, they don't want to, you know, solid food involves some exercise, right? You have to chew, right? You know, but with milk, you don't chew. You just open your mouth, it just goes down, all right? You don't, you don't have to exercise yourself. You don't have to chew. You don't have to, don't have to go through all these things, you know? No, milk are uh, very easy. Milk is very easy. And the Bible says, anyone who lives on milk, we always remain an infant. All right? So babies, spiritual babies, live on milk. And that's 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 a characteristic of them. They want milk. They want the sweet things. They don't want the word of God that puts responsibility on them. They don't want it. They don't want anyone to to tell them how to live their life. They don't want any word of God that chastises them, that makes them uncomfortable. No, 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 no. I mean, they want prophecies. You know, just give me some words, you know. They want prayers. So they they always rush to prayer camp, prayer this, prayer church, uh, this prayer here, this online prayer, this uh, phone line, this prayer, but it's all about prayer that, that promises them, that tells them, you know, this is going to happen. God is going to bless you. God is going to, you know, your life is going to be this, 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 and this, and they love that. You know, that's, that's milk. Milk. I you mean, know, that's, that's, they love that. They love milk. They love, they love words that reinforces their, their flesh. It's always about words that affirm them that doesn't give them responsibility, but solid food of the word of God is different. It's for the mature. For people who want to mature, begin to say, "You know what? I want more. I want more. I I want I want I want the word that will make me uncomfortable every once in a while. You know, if you go to a church, you're always happy." After, after the message, I mean, he's just happy. Something is wrong. You're always happy. No matter how much sin you've committed, you walk out just happy. Yes, brother, no conviction. No, 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 wow. No, nothing shakes you and you're like, wow. Nothing that really puts responsibility on you or pressure on you to make a change nothing that put a demand on you then you are you are you have a problem if you're hanging around people that oh, everything they say is that oh, we just love you the way you are you don't need to change anything no don't no need to change anything i mean just 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 love you there are some people they look for friends that just love them the way they are nothing nothing to, to check them nothing to challenge them then there is a problem no we need to the the way you know someone growing is that they begin to say, you know, I've met people who say, you know, I, you know, I left a church because I'm not, I don't feel, and I'm being challenged. I'm not being convicted. <laughs> Nobody tells me to change, to pray, to do something, to, you know, to to change my way of life. Nobody corrects me. Everybody just. Everybody, I throw tantrum, they just, they just say, hey, that's fine, you can throw tantrum as much as you want. I, I complain, they're they, they okay with it. They don't tell me to grow out of being babies into adults. So he says, solid food is for the mature. Who, by constant use, have trained themselves. You see, people who want to grow into adulthood, they love training. Babies don't want to be trained. No, they don't want to be, they don't even want to be party trained. <laughs> there are so many spiritual babies. No, they don't want, they don't want anything, anything training, no. Two hour on Sunday, that two hour is even a lot. They come in 1045 or 1050 or 1105. I've At least I've marked the register for the week. I went to church. Nothing. No Bible study. Oh, no. School of discipleship. Oh, no, I don't do that stuff like that. Oh, CTC. I don't do stuff like that. Those are babies. Those are babies. They don't love anything that will train them. They don't love anything that will challenge them. They don't want anything that will put pressure on them. Oh, let's read the Bible for a year. No, no, they don't want anything like that. You know, they don't want serious prayer. You know, prayer, any prayer that is not about them, about bless me, bless my wife, bless my family, anything that is beyond that, they don't want that. They don't want anything that puts pressure, anything that challenges them, they don't want that. And that's what Apostle Paul says here. He said it in 1 Corinthians, and the writer of Hebrews said it, right? He said, you are infant. I gave you milk, not solid food, for you were not ready for it. And you are still not ready. We need to graduate to a place where we're now ready for solid food. Yeah. The way you know you are crossing for spiritual childishness to adulthood is your taste board begins to change. Yeah. You begin to say, you know, I don't, I think I want more. I don't, I don't, I don't want just milk. I don't want just milk. I mean, milk is good as part of the diet, right? Milk is good. You need someone to, you know, to tell you how good you are every once in a while. But if that's all you feed on, then you have a problem. Hallelujah. Even the Holy Spirit will not do that. Holy Spirit will not just always tell you how good you are. He convicts, right? Bible says he convicts of righteousness. He convicts of judgment, Right? It convicts, it brings us to a place where we repent, where we cry, where we say, Lord, I, I'm going to change, I'm going to make a man, I'm going to do this, I'm going to go apologize. If you walk with the Holy Spirit, he's going to tell you to go apologize. You did something wrong, you, you didn't act right in this. You know, that's what babies don't want to do. So if you walk with the Holy Spirit, he's going to lead you in a place where you are going to pursue righteousness. Praise the name of Jesus. And the Bible says we will no longer be infants if we subject ourselves to training. We are able to distinguish between good and evil if we subject ourselves to training. We are not tossed to and fro or back and forth by the waves. The reason why you know babies is everything is by the waves. The new catchphrase yeah, The new thing. Oh, that's the new thing. That's the new This. They know about all these things, all this prayer line, all this someone that is giving prophecy. I mean, someone that is giving this death, that's what they pursue. Anyone that is going to teach them how to live, how to do all these things by themselves, how to get the word by themselves, how to listen to the Holy Spirit, how to read the Bible themselves. Anyone that wants it, they don't want that. But anyone that will give them already processed milk. You know, I just want my mother's breast. I just suck it, just Get it done, just give it to me. That's what they want. No, that's not going to take you far. Hallelujah. So we must put away childish things. If you are going to do that, we are going to begin to embrace the words of righteousness, the solid food of the word of God. We have to graduate from just words that only just feed our flesh, Feed our desires. No, you have to really hang around people that will speak a word into your life that will put some responsibility upon you. Praise the name of Jesus. Are we blessed by these words? Yes. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Let's lift up our hands and just ask God to help us. I want to say, God, I don't want to be baby. I don't want to be an infant for long. <laughs> I want to graduate. I want to go into adulthood. So I want to get rid of, you know, all this quarreling, all this internal fight that leads to fight with everybody. No, I want to get rid of that. I want to get rid of that. I want to move from just consuming milk. I want solid food. I want you to change my taste board, change my desire to really want you know, words of righteousness. I want to be someone that thirsts after righteousness. The Bible says, blessed are those who thirst after righteousness. Righteousness is the words of righteousness. Blessed are those who thirst. Lord, give me a hunger for righteousness. Give me a hunger for your word, for solid word of God, for solid food of the word of God. I want to graduate from just being someone being catered to to an adult Christian that is catering to others. Lord, I want to get to that place where I, I am maturing. I am growing. I am, I am, I am being enriched. I am flourishing in my, in my spiritual life, in my inner being. You know, the Bible talks about being strengthened with might by God's spirit in your inner man. I want to get to a place where I am being strengthened with might. I am growing. I am, I am being enriched. That's what I want to be. I don't want to be a child that frustrates you. I don't want to remain baby forever. I don't want my life to frustrate you. I want my life to give you glory and honor. I want to grow into spiritually matured Christians. Trained to handle the word of righteousness. I want to grow to be that person who is able to distinguish between good and evil. I want to grow to that person who can handle solid food, who desires solid food of the word of God. Who can handle it. I want to be that person. Help me, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. We give you glory and we give you honor. If you're watching online, I want you to pray as well because we want you to participate. We don't want you to just be People will watch. We want you to be people who will participate. So I want you to just, just say, Lord, help me. Holy Spirit, help me. I want to be that child that you are proud of, that is growing from glory to glory. Thank you, Father. I want your work to be fully accomplished in me. I want to be everything that you want me to be. I want to fulfill my potential. I don't want to be a child that is just walking around with potential. No, I want to grow into realization of those potential that you have put in me, those ability that you have put in me, those inheritance that you have in store for me. I want to walk in them, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. I want to be a child that loves correction. Everything in me that I hate, correction. Remove it. Help me to be someone that is able to embrace correction. Thank you, Father. We give you glory. We give you honor. Blessed be your name. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray, but I just feel like uh, God is calling some people specifically. You're being, you know, your life has been a life of quarrel. You can, in fact, look at your life now. Almost at any point in your life, there is somebody you are quarreling. There's somebody you're fighting. There's somebody that you're not talking to. There's somebody that you and them, they are in a, you're having a beef or the other. The Lord is calling you to repent. The Lord is calling you to make up your mind today, to decide today. That kind of life, I'm, I'm going to be, you know, this year, that, might, that must stop. That must stop. The Lord is calling you to go reconcile. It's calling you to go to those people and reconcile. Some of you, you've even said something bad about people and they don't know. You've said something bad about them to others. You've, you've destroyed them. You've, you've tarnished them. You've said things that you know not true. They don't reflect reality. They're mostly exaggerated. The Lord is calling you to go repent. You must go to those people and apologize. Even if they're not aware, you need to go to them to say, you know what? I have done this. I'm ready to change. I'm ready to really grow into adulting. Some of you, you've been corrected and you are hurt. And you are, you know, because you were corrected. You were corrected by a leader, a spiritual leader. You were corrected. And since that time, you are holding a grudge inside of you. You've determined, you know, you have almost, almost a threat towards them because they corrected you. The Lord wants you to Repent. Because that is blocking a lot of things. It's blocking your blessing. You are hurting yourself in the process. For your own sake, you need to repent and you need to go to these people and reconcile and apologize and 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 make amends so that the Lord can bless you. So that the Lord can really you can you know you can you know you can have a clear conscience before God so that you can walk into you know, the blessing that God has for you. For many of you, that is blocking your blessing. You're walking in unforgiveness. You're walking in bitterness. You can count one, two, three people that you, you just can't stand because you're walking in unforgiveness. You have to ask God to help you to reconcile so that you can truly be blessed. So Father, we thank you Holy Spirit because you would take this word and help us to Apply them in our lives so that our lives will never remain the same. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Amen.